for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have one of the oest of OGs, live and amplified OGs, <laughs> that is. We have Aaron Vent. How's it going today, Aaron? I'm good. I'm good. I like to be introduced as an OG. I'm going to probably insist on that from now on. Nice. <laughs> nice. I, you, well, I mean, you 100% know why I introduced you that way. You were yeah, one of our first at first five episodes because there were some episodes that didn't get released in order but you were at least the first five episodes of the original series that we did and so it's a pleasure and it's an honor to get you on the live cast now that we've kind of been doing it throughout the covid situation you know it's right it's been one of those <laughs> been one of those deals where we've kind of had to morph into what we do you know so. Yeah, like kind of just, uh, yeah, uh, evolve, I guess, yeah, <laughs> or, or adapt there in some go. way. Um, <laughs> so you are one of the few return guests that we've actually had on the podcast, because you were on the podcast back when we first started, because you came down mm -hmm. to do, I think you were doing some secondary live recordings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And down in Roswell. Studio. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, uh. We did a quick little podcast there. So you are technically a return guest. So that, that's pretty yes, awesome as well. I do remember that. <laughs> but uh, first off, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to jump on the podcast. I, as always, really appreciate it. You know, we love working with you. Um, so we're really excited to have you virtually, that is, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to be back. It's been It's been a minute since we've done anything yeah. like this i think the the last time we kind of creatively did anything was for the the let's make believe lyric video and that was earlier this year before yep. all this stuff happened yeah yeah that was right around when i first moved closer back remember that <laughs> yep. yep i remember back that before all before oh, all this because i you know it's funny you brought that up because i was <laughs> on your patreon a couple of weeks ago and i was looking mm -hmm. through and i was like oh hey i made that video that's funny mm -hmm. you know yep so, yep um do you have that on there yep absolutely um yeah. so for the people that may not know we're since it's been so long i'm going to kind of take this opportunity to have you uh, kind of reintroduce yourself to the audience and what have you. Um, yeah, yeah. What's your origin story? What got you into music? You know, all that fun stuff. I, uh, I guess my origin story, I was born and raised in Montana. I uh, started singing and uh, taking voice lessons there when I was probably about 13 years old. And uh, started doing community theater in and around that small town that I was in in Lewistown. Uh, Lisa Carmen was my vocal coach, and she she's what eventually brought me to New Mexico and to Santa Fe. But I um, 
started doing vocal training throughout high school and uh, studied opera into college. And, and um, really that's, um, that's where I started writing a lot more uh, tunes of my own. I started writing when I was probably like 15 when I got my hands on a guitar, but I went through, I guess like what everyone would say is your, your first real college breakup when I was a freshman and started writing a lot about it and realized that as much as I did well at the opera program there, that was definitely not, <laughs> it wasn't what I thought it was and it wasn't something I wanted to do. And having um, known Lisa, she's also a singer songwriter and has performed, you know, most of her life. That was something that interested me way more than, um, than performing opera uh, as, as a, you know, I didn't consider it as a career until much uh, further along, but I moved to Santa Fe about almost almost 10 years ago now. And uh, since I moved to New Mexico, just started building my music career up from there. And it's treated me very well, um, especially uh, with my original music and, and stuff like that. So that's the like long story short. <laughs> <laughs> that's all good. Um, so <laughs> we've had the pleasure of watching you kind of transform and evolve over the last it's holy crap it's been five years i just had that epiphany yeah, it, yeah. It, it's been about five <laughs> years um mm -hmm. so you you're working on it's your third studio album correct yes yeah and you uh you just released today your brand new music video for yes, going down yeah. fighting oh uh, yeah, yeah. So before, and we're actually going to air that here in a little bit, but before we get into it, what, what's the story behind the music video? Why did you choose, kind of choose this song to be the first single out with the music video? Uh, Go, Go Down Fighting is the title track of the EP, the second album that I put out, and it was really like my what i classify as my fight anthem when i when i wrote it that was what was my intention behind it was was um i guess i went out to answer the question of like why are you still doing this which is what <laughs> what this song really is is my um fight song and really my statement to the world about you know why exactly i'm doing what i'm doing and um we i chose it as the first single just because it was just such that that you know, power fight ballad song that I uh, wanted to be most prominent. Um, and we have, we're working on a few others, but um, we chose kind of, we shot uh, in and around Albuquerque um, out by the, um, I guess the film studios there off university. And then we shot a lot of this footage off of highway 14 here in Santa Fe. And, um, a lot of it is really is really just um, me in and around my home or ex experiencing things like um, that I probably would on the road. It's a I wouldn't say it's an extremely like detailed in its plot, but it it we wanted it to really kind of have and en and encapsulate the things that are included and that I dealt with on the road and what I felt like was a part of writing the song, I guess. Mm -hmm. So we do have some clips of like me writing it. It was a song that um, I wrote this 
shortly after Firefly was released. So it was in around like 2014 to 2015 that I wrote it. So um, it's taken its good time to like come into full fruition. So um, it was nice to see that um, it came together the way that it did. I think we just kind of were having fun with it and it came together nicely. Yeah, absolutely. And Go Down Fighting, that's one of the songs that we featured on Live and Amplified, if I'm not mistaken. We've done so many songs with you, it's kind of hard to, kind of hard to remember, but I want to It's true. I know that I have, uh, there is, we did do a live recording of me playing that solo, yeah. Uh, There is, so there is a live cut of me doing an acoustic version of go down fighting which is really nice to go back and listen to because uh you can really see how it's evolved from yeah. where it was i think we cut that in 2017 yeah i, I believe um yeah, and, and to hear what it is now it's it's to me it's i am never a patient person but to see and hear that progress in the you know three years or whatever that's gone yeah. by it's like okay it was worth worth the wait yeah, it was 2017 because it was right before I ended up moving to Tallahassee. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because right. I remember I was trying to get as much as I could get done because I didn't know if I'd ever be back to New Mexico. And here I am eight yeah, hours yeah. away. Right, yeah. So, and I, <laughs> Life's funny sometimes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But um, no, it, it's just interesting to listen to the fully produced song with like the backup with the band you know like the full band and then just going back and listening to just the acoustic version it's like they're almost two completely different songs yeah the um especially with the full the full bands on there it's um and i I really love that that's how uh my process works because Mm -hmm. i i produce all all of my songs so that i produced uh go down fighting and it it (laughs) it really like from that, from the little tiny acoustic song that I thought it would be, it's like it turned into a really, into exactly what I wanted it to be. Just workshop them, as I say, through like some of my tunes like that over and over again. And then it, it changes them even more when you get a live band behind it. And the mm-hmm. band that is on that, on Go Down Fighting on that track and on the full album of Go Down Fighting is... Um, my band that I played with for about almost two years. And so uh, to have them on a live cut with me flowed very nicely because they were playing live with me for a good long time. So studio players, I mean, I have great, you know, that's a great experience as well, but it's, it's a little different when um, you have players that are playing that song on a regular basis with you and kind of developing it as it goes yeah yeah absolutely and actually you know what we'll go ahead and jump right into it um we're gonna actually play the video right now so is there anything you want to say before we uh um i uh so the video was shot by human humano productions and uh you can see i've tagged them on the video on all my pages but um They've, they had, we had drone work on there as well. So there's full credits on the YouTube links. If you want to check out the full credits for who shot the video for me. (laughs) Awesome. And so we are going to play that. Awesome.
Sure that video doesn't start playing again because awesome <laughs> but um so awesome video uh you said you, you. that was shot by a local santa fe uh production company um, they he, local? I, I, they, he's actually in south america at the moment and so okay. that's why it's take it's taken so long for okay. this to come out because it's been a lot of coordination but um humano productions is uh based out of albuquerque and they worked with uh the albuquerque um uh, or the UNM film department okay. there. So we had access to some pretty dope cameras <laughs> nice, nice. and some, some drones. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, drones are always fun. Like just drone. Yeah. It was, that part was, that part was pretty awesome. Yeah. That's uh, the drones are what uh, are the running shots. And of course mm. the, what we saw in the Arroyo and the, in the kind of walking grass things, but they're, <laughs> the yeah that was just fun to watch them i really wanted one after it just because they're um 
that thing that yeah when it flew up at the end that thing just like shot up in the air that sucker can go pretty pretty high yeah. <laughs> and it makes pretty awesome noises too so yeah it, it was fun it was fun yeah we spent uh we we did probably like four or five different um filmings uh i guess sessions filming mm-hmm. sessions over uh in t- uh, 2019 mm-hmm. and our last one was last fall so it um so it was nice to see to see it um kind of come together now yeah so. And so you, this is something that you've been filming for a good good six months, you'd say, or not quite that long? We filmed it probably over the course of six months in 2000. It was over last year. We started, um, the first time we shot was in April, and then we wrapped it, I would say, in uh, September okay. of last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Nice. And so then, it, then from there, it was just like the editing and... Yeah. Yeah. And it was really on uh, uh, Chris's end, who is the, he is the head of Humano Productions and uh, uh, the one who shot a lot of it. And his uh, friend Bill O helped a lot. And they had a drone operator as well. There were uh, pretty much just like me, uh, Chris, Bill O, and the the drone operator. So not a lot of um, just the three of us. But it, because he was in South America and he also works on many other projects. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a while to, to just get it put together. Yeah. And I, this was another thing that I was, I was kind of like, well, <laughs> you know, like I, I've always been impatient and like to rush things, but um, mm-hmm. what given with, you know, what's happened with, with the pandemic and with, uh, <laughs> with gigs not, not happening anymore and stuff like that. It really like, um, I, I'm just letting it go. Like at this point, it's like, well, it's gonna happen when it happens. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That, that's kind of how it has to be. Um, yeah. as far as the um, like the the story <laughs> that's being told and the whole creative process behind the music video, is that a hundred percent you, or did you kind of let the the production team kind of put in their two cents, or what, what was? Yeah, I would the... say it was the two of us together, like us. Co- collaborating on that Uh, they had a lot of ideas about um like they chose locations for uh a lot of the uh the plane uh, and lip syncing that's outside of uh the sandia mountains in um outside of albuquerque studios in um albuquerque Mm -hmm. so that was uh, you know they chose some locations i kind of had kind of pitched a loose idea of um, some scenes like outside the front of my house and um, and, and things like that. So uh, that was actually the first day we we filmed w- was outside my house, and that was then like on on the road for about two years. So yeah. <laughs> so it's to me it was symbolic to have that part of the video because it was like I have a house now (laughs) yeah I've had many car troubles so I was like we have to include that as well (laughs) yeah so it was uh, me and Bailey sitting and, and writing together that's something that I do often out in this in a little hidden cove that I have there that 
I'm sure it's not that hidden, but um, there's not many people that live there. So I get it to myself a lot. And, and that's how I've written a lot of uh, the tracks that are on the third album. So I uh, wanted that to be a part of it too. And that's actually right outside of uh, Beer Creek, uh, uh, Beer Creek Brewing off of Highway 14. And they've been ridiculously supportive of me and my music. So I was more than happy to shoot in and around um, their awesome little like wheel wagon thing mm -hmm. there and uh kind of just the pretty parts of highway 14 so, yeah it was it, it I, yeah it was i didn't want anything like um what i would say as a very structured storyline to it but mm -hmm. uh, i'm happy with what we got so. nice or like scripted storyline with me saying dialogue or something you know like yeah i got, yeah, I got you <laughs> we're we have stuff like that in the works, but um, this was not that project. <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. I got you. Oh, this was not that project. You'd kind of mentioned, or you'd kind of teased this a little bit ago that you'd, uh, when you started working on this video, that you had just gotten off the road for the last two years. Um, how is it kind of adjusting to not being able to get out and do those shows right now? It's What's been, um, it's definitely frustrating. Like I, I feel the, the pain as many other, you know, I think gigging musicians do right now is like, you know, our hands are tied. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. And really, uh, it's, uh, it sucks. Like there's really no other way to put it, but I think what, me and other musicians that I know we just had to innovate and kind of like adapt around what um, we're able to do which is like live casts like this and, and live streams which to me like I just try and and look on the bright side of things is like you know uh, <laughs> to me it's like yeah live streams are, are great because I can you know play in my pajamas on my couch you know and play to people wherever they tune in to which is which is a lovely thing for me it's mm -hmm. a little more uh on the spot than it would be to be in a dark corner of a brewery just plainly but it's 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 definitely shifted my whole i guess like the, the way that i'm kind of like, approaching my career and I'm sure it's other people have had to change that as well as um live streaming when I can and other um you know musical organizations and and stuff like that getting live streams going as well in lieu of you know festivals and live events so yeah absolutely um we're adapting I think that's all we can do yeah yeah well and from the one thing that I've really admired is I've kind haven't really I noticed that you've always kind of done the live streaming thing, like whether you're at a venue you've I've you know you've always had your phone propped off in the corner playing this so like the live yes, streaming thing for true. you <laughs> has always kind of been a thing going on and you've always embraced the live streaming, but right now the yes fact that, that it, is something that I have always done yeah. Um, but right now, the fact that it's like a hundred percent, like you're kind of relying on it, it's that's got to be yeah, uh, I completely understand. So yeah, yeah, it's you have to 
get creative and and i am real grateful for sites like patreon and stuff like that that can, that i know that other musicians are utilizing as well because it's it's really for people that are true patrons and and really like if you want to hear most of what my third album sounds like you can hear what most of it sounds like on patreon right now at just the you know like three dollars a month level but to be able to share that directly with people that want to listen to it as opposed to like sharing it on a public facebook platform and being like well maybe (laughs) someone will listen to this it's really uh it's really nice like i i feel like you know live shows have a a beautiful thing and i miss it like crazy Mm -hmm. but being able to kind of personally connect with people through um what I'm doing on Patreon and with live streams and to, you know, to do it in that way, as opposed to kind of just high and by at shows, uh, at live shows, it is, uh, it, I, I've been enjoying it. It's like taking a pause and like taking a breath and getting to really connect with people that enjoy what I'm doing. Um, and my music, like, I think the one thing that, being forced to slow down has showed me is that I don't have to play as much as I was playing and that it in playing and gigging that much and touring that much I really uh was not creating as much or focusing Mm. on that part of everything because it's for me it's very easy to do mode of being completely busy all the time and playing nonstop and taking all the shows that I'm offered. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so I being forced to slow down is a lot better for my mental health to be honest with you. And, mm. and for my creative process, like, I, yeah, I've, I've definitely done a lot more creatively in the last three months than I have in the last three years. So <laughs> to yeah. me, that speaks a lot, says a lot to me and, and it, uh, I'm like a workaholic. I like to play as much as possible and do all that. So um, it was real rough, I would say, in the beginning to adjust to that. But um, I think it, for me personally, if I would have kept going at that pace, I probably would have needed shoulder surgery, to be honest. So oh, wow. <laughs> I, I did about three months of physical therapy. Um, mm-hmm. once the pandemic started so um like that I still have issues with it but I was when I, I it was from overuse and it, I, I kind of went in being like fix me like just fix me right away and they're like yeah this is just from you like oh, playing and using it and over abusing your shoulder like crazy and it took me a while to be like oh <laughs> yeah Absolutely. You may be right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, and, yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. You know, and like, like you had mentioned that the uh, pandemic's kind of forced everyone to slow down. And because I remember like back early on when we started working together, you were doing six, seven, sometimes eight or nine shows a week. Like there was a couple of points yeah. where you're doing like double shots in one day. And so, yeah, you know, and yeah. the fact that you've kind of slowed down a little bit and it's like, okay, I don't need to do 10 shows in a week because I'm going to hurt myself, you know, that sort of deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and I hurt myself, and it really like it 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 burns you out real quick. And I I think that I didn't I didn't really recognize that until I was forced to not do it anymore. So yeah. it was like, what's this feeling of non-urgency? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so I'm actually enjoying it. And yeah, it was, uh, it was a nice, like, like wake up call. I, I miss it a lot. And, um, and I'm glad that I got in that massive amount of digging that I did. I missed the traveling part of it greatly mm. because like this, I had to cancel my Montana tour because of what's happening right now. And, um, and I love the Pacific Northwest, especially this time of year. So, um, not being able to travel is, is, you know, it sucks, but, um, yeah. you mean you don't like the oppressive heat yeah. of the high desert? It's been not too bad in Santa Fe this week because we uh, we had like a full rainstorm today. Yeah. But yeah, no, this ginger was not made for the excessive heat. No, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, you know that that's the one thing I don't miss about Roswell. It's like, oh, I don't miss July and August. Like July and August was a completely different animal, and it was just like, all right, I'm that, good. Right. Roswell is, has, was uh, the UFO fest I played in, I think it was 2017. I think yeah. it was 2017. Because we filmed around that same time. That yep. was the yep. hottest gig I've ever played in my entire life. Like it was, I think it was at least 104 degrees outside that day. Yep. And we, I played on two different stages. And it was, yep. <laughs> it was like, I don't know how I made it through that. Yep. But I just Absolutely. remember like, I remember that clearly. Because I, I, rem I went, because I went back last year. I, I planned like an entire trip to go back out to UFO Festival last year. And Jeff, our audio engineer, he was running sound for one of the side stages and they didn't set up a tent or anything. And so he's yep. sitting there like, yo, I'm going to pass out if they don't put up a tent or something. Yeah, because like, it's so hot. No joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, uh, and so luckily later they finally got him a tent. I was like, he's already been out here for four and a half hours cooking. Like, yeah, appreciate yeah. it, but like, you know, he's done. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so obviously during the pandemic, you've kind of had a little bit more free time, probably not as much as a lot of people, but. Um, have you been kind of challenging yourself creatively, like listening to new music? trying to learn how to play some sort of new instrument or have you kind of been doing anything to challenge yourself creatively? Uh, I definitely have been uh, like writing a lot and um, listening to some newer, uh, newer music just for a little bit of inspiration. And we're uh, working on the, on the album in studio when, when I'm in uh, doing that. So um yeah, I I have a lot, I have a couple other projects going on as well that I'm I'm excited to tell people about when they're a little bit more finished. But um, yeah. yeah, I definitely uh, in having the this free time and kind of like shifting what I'm doing, I am also doing a lot more. You know, uh, my modeling and mm -hmm. uh, that type of work aside from my. Uh, recording and producing and kind of finishing the um, we're 
we're finishing the recording for the third album right now. I'm also working on the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to, I have plans to start, to start that one. That's about all I'm going to say about that. But, um, okay. yeah, we're, we're very, we're like so close to getting the recording done on the third album. And what it's down to is just my final parts. So it's me, uh, doing my final vocals and cutting a few, you final rhythm guitar tracks and then I uh once once my final vocals are done the cherry on top that I usually do is I write my harmonies and then record those so once that's all done then uh Jason Reed who's my engineer over at Frogville can start mixing stuff so yeah, <laughs> yeah so we're real real close and it's um I've, I've never been patient about recording anything but kind of the fact that like literally every every musician in the world right now has to kind of like stop a little bit yeah. <laughs> it it makes me feel less uh rushed and i i've always felt very competitive and just really um like i need to produce a lot and just like like my productivity is what makes me relevant which is also another thing that i've realized is not the case (laughs) but um yeah so it's 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 been more of a focused effort as opposed to a rushed effort this time which i feel like it produces a way better way better product and i'm real excited to get it all finished up when it's you know when it's due time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So for this third album, um, you, some of the songs have been written for a while. How did you kind of go through the selection process of, okay, these are the songs that I want to represent me for this third album? They, um, they all kind of, I, I write and release things, I would say kind of chronologically. There's maybe a few that I pick from uh, that were written a while ago but these were all um so go down fighting was kind of in succession of firefly and the tunes i wrote after that and then what is on eb3 the third album will be kind of what uh, i wrote after after that so really it's chronological mm. is is how i <laughs> it's how i do that and all all of my tunes are autobiographical so it's really about my life my life in soundtracks really is what that is so um yeah i may you know that may change some point in the future but at this point yeah i definitely am a, a solely autobiographical writer and so i tend to feel like releasing uh and even like ordering things like that on the album in that way tells more of a story in its entirety. Yeah. To me, it does. (laughs) Absolutely. Cause I mean, if, if you're telling your story through music, I mean, obviously you want to tell your story in order. So like if a certain songs, yeah, if, yeah, so no, that makes perfect sense. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, what's the, um, what's kind of the plan moving forward as so you're working on this album are you working on getting back into the studio soon or is everything like shut down tight right now in new mexico because i've been kind of hearing mixed messages from a lot of my news comes from roswell and roswell's got its own its own situation going on right now so it's true 
so Frogville has been uh, in operation through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Jason takes very extensive uh, precautions in there. Um, mm-hmm. Normally, I'm able to. We've we've had probably maybe like two or three sessions uh, since the pandemic hit in there. And I've had, I've had one with my lead player, uh, Clay Norris. And um, I normally would be able to sit in the booth with him and do that, but he is he kind of kept that completely isolated. And so has uh, the studio itself uh, where the, you know, all the, the knobs and the, the cool dials are is I, isolated from anyone but Jason <laughs> so so you're in the recording booth and, and distance so pretty much I got to sit next to Clay and produce him as he was playing which was and I guess direct direct I don't know I just tell people what to do while I'm there <laughs> yeah. so it was it was nice up unless I'm uh, there alone and when I'm alone uh, or doing vocals I'm alone there in a very large awesomely lit room so um yeah yeah, so he's been in full operation and um and so i'll be going back uh next wednesday and and finalizing the lead vocals and their rhythm tracks nice so after that it'll be um setting up and scheduling harmony sessions but it's more or less just like it's up to me to schedule things but i uh, my goal is to have the lead vocals cut and finished by next week, as well as the rhythm tracks. And then once those are done, I uh, will write the harmonies on top of them and hopefully have the recording portion finished by the yeah. end of August. So awesome. That's... After that, I'm going to let Jason mix it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's always awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so who are the, the other musicians that are playing on the album with you? You'd mentioned they were your full band for a while or that like the full band you've been working with for a while, but who are they? Right. So that, that was for uh, my go down fighting album. Um, so the only player that I is on the, um, third album that uh was in that core band is clay norris who's my lead guitar player um the other players um because we we actually cut all uh we cut all these tracks back back in 2017 but go down fighting those tracks were re-recorded with my band at the time so Mm -hmm. um the tracks for the third album have my same players that are on firefly with me so uh jeff sussman plays my plays all the percussion on there uh, which is, I can't even name all the different instruments that I had him come in and play on, play on which is uh, awesome. Uh, Justin Bransford is the bass player on that. Um, I had Kevin Zernig come in and do some incredible keyboard, uh, you know, uh, just he plays Wurlitzers, he plays uh, a clavinet, he played, uh, uh, you know, yeah, he's a key meister. Uh, and yeah. then I had uh, Alex McMahon come in and play some pedal steel, which um, yeah. was incredible. He's an incredible player on that album, um, and uh, I think that I think that's it. Yeah, <laughs> like I think that's all the lead players that we had on there. But I really was trying to keep it more minimal than what Firefly. Uh, Firefly was. W- was a lot we put, probably mm-hmm. could have remixed that album like three or four different times and had it sound very different each time yeah. but um 
I'm I'm super happy with that instrumentation on on it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and it's awesome. Like you'd mentioned that these are people that have played the mu play consistently played your music, and it gives it a completely different feel when it comes to recording because they have a connection to the song. It's not just another paycheck. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and Jeff and Justin are people I've known and played with and gigged with for well over 10 years now. So they've, um, they, yeah, so we, we work really well together. Um, Alex McMahon was, was someone I had not worked with previous to um, this album, but mm -hmm. I had heard a lot of really good things about his pedal steel playing and uh, have since played live with him in with my band and he's one of the most incredible players that i've come across uh we have a full live recorded set of us with the with him playing at tumble root brewing that's on on my soundcloud that is um i mean just he's he's incredible like my yeah. uh we played that show where my lead player played bass with us and so um he was like my he was enamored with it and was like i'm gonna get a pedal steel and i was like that's an instrument that does a lot of things that I wasn't aware of. And so um, it really brings to life a lot of the songs on the album. Gotcha. It's, it has a little voice of its own. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we like to do on Live and Amplified is we like to pass on as much knowledge. And since you've got a lot of knowledge, I've heard you speak to younger musicians and stuff of that nature. Um, what advice do you have for a younger musician that's maybe just getting started or doesn't know where to begin to start playing music for fun or professionally, what kind of advice do you have for them? Uh, I would say, uh, you know, like getting and finding out, uh, you know, getting lessons was, was probably the biggest thing that uh, changed my life. And, and it helped me to have someone who could really, help me hone my skills and to really like teach me what to do because there's there's a lot you can do on your own and there's a lot you can do you know through through the internet and things like that but to have someone who is a mentor of sorts and a teacher that can can guide you in those ways is really important especially if you're very young and starting out and maybe don't you know you know, don't know how to play the instrument you want to play or don't necessarily know how to sing the song that you really want to sing uh, I would say finding an instructor is imperative. And especially at this time right now, like there's a thousand instructors you can find online that will help you. And they are incredible. And uh, so that would be step one. And like the thing I always tell people and that I've experienced in my own life is that you, it is to practice and be very, and be persistent, you know, like don't give up, don't give up. Like I, uh, probably the biggest thing for me that I, I made a, a public post about it uh, the other week, but it, we played a show last summer where we opened for uh, Chevelle Shepard in Los mm -hmm. Alamos. And I played, we played to about 10,000 people there, which mm -hmm. is an incredible experience. It was the best night of my life, but it was, uh, you know, like 10 years ago, I had, you know, no one knew who the hell I was. I came to Santa Fe and didn't even have a guitar. So 
really it's about like if I had ever given up at some point along that line I never would have gotten to that point so it's really like you don't ever know what large things lie ahead for you you just have to you know like if you never give up you'll find out what is there like you know it's really really easy to get discouraged especially in the music industry and especially right now yep but uh you know like there are ways to to be passionate and to find out what gets your drive going like right now you know like there are ways to create there are ways to collaborate there's ways that you can talk to people you know like me and you are doing right now so it's you know like for me especially like I'll have absolutely have days where I'm like this completely sucks and I don't want to do anything and like f the world but like (laughs) as long as I move through that and Mm -hmm. kind of like realize that yeah there are options and people do listen when I play and things like that like I think you have more of an impact on people than you realize. And, and so just being persistent and not, and pr- practicing being persistent and really just focusing on, in on your goal and, and, um, and seeing that as the prize is, is really important. It's easy to compare yourself to other people, but it's, you're not them. Like there's no, there's no one like you, like there's no journey that will be yours. So yeah that's if anything that's one thing that's i have to to me even i repeat myself that you know that to myself often because it's easy to you know well why don't i have this and why don't i have that like that's uh, for so many reasons because there's better things in store for you you know absolutely um what's kind of been what's the what what's been one thing that you've learned recording the third album like what what's one thing you've learned about yourself in this process i would say uh having the the time to not rush or putting a deadline on it has really given me the freedom to be as expressive as possible Mm -hmm. uh in my own performance and in directing my players so having the uh, you know like the non- with Go Down Fighting, it was like, I just, I, it had been, you know, four or five years since I had released any sort of music. So it was really just, a, I wanted to release some music and I mm. wanted to do it now. So <laughs> at this point, it's like, well, I don't feel that, that, you know, urge, I guess. So I'm focusing more on, is this exactly what I want it to sound like, as opposed yeah. to like, we have a week to do this, let's do it. So, yeah. uh if any, especially while cutting vocals this week, like these, this album will be the most expressive album because it's just, it's just me. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just me being me in a studio, throwing my voice out on songs that I, you know, dug deep in my soul for. So it was, to me, I was like, all right, like this whole process of having to go through, you know, three different studios and, mm-hmm. uh, different players and et cetera, et cetera, was, well, was worth it, you know, like Mm -hmm. things happen for a reason and I'm working with what I got and it's um, all for the better. So that's one thing I've learned is like, it's really, it's really easy to get caught up in the like wanting to produce things and have product available and just to have music available, especially when 
like mainstream artists are like putting out singles every other week. But that for an independent artist, that's just not, I mean, you could do that, but for what I would like to do for a fully produced product, that's not feasible. So it's like, it's like, well, you know, it's, it's just really about the, what you want your music to sound like and what my, not legacy would be, but like what that, I mean, like once it's done, it's done. Like I can't go back and like unrelease it. So yeah, it's absolutely. like, and make sure it's exactly what I want. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> I mean, you could technically unrelease it, but then people would be like, yo, where, where'd this song go? You, you know, the internet's forever though. So like <laughs> once it's out there, like yeah. it's there. <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah um so you i i've noticed over the last few weeks you've been able to get out and play a couple of live gigs correct uh i had or, some scheduled but i yeah i canceled them okay. because of the mask mandate that was passed a couple couple weeks or three weeks ago Okay. Um, I thought I thought I had saw that you yeah. were able to get in a live show or like an actual in-person show or two. I've played one live show since the okay. pandemic hit. That was in June. Was okay. In June. Gotcha. And that was that was really nice. That was a really nice taste of normalcy. And they have a very large, very large patio out on Beer Creek. So I was probably at least twenty feet away from people, which was nice, but um <laughs> people are dumb and so <laughs> i just and and the overwhelming response from my fans when i asked you know like would you come out and see me at a live gig right now was no so uh for me it was also you know a safety concern you know like i would sing through a mask but the, to me i'm like if i'm singing through a mask maybe i shouldn't be singing yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely so cuz i i, so, I yeah I, I thought I remember you posting on Instagram. You were trying out different masks before, like before a show. Yeah, and then it ended. And I am able to sing through them, but it's yeah. It was more. It was more like, and I think you know, like people have seen that viral video of like the woman in in Texas that came up and like was rubbing her face on that guy's handkerchief, and I'm like you know i know that i have had i've had things like that happen to me not since the pandemic happened but just in general well gig i mean i've, I've had people fall on me for christ's sakes like <laughs> so it's more or less like i'm not i'm i'm it's more for safety is the yeah. sake like and yeah. i can stream from home and feel and be <laughs> completely safe and reach a lot of people that way so yes. so yeah. uh yeah i do have gigs scheduled through the end of the year but um it's i'm kind of just playing it by ear yeah. like no pun intended, but... Yep, yep, gotcha. You know, it, it's, it's funny. You brought up things that happen at live shows. I, last year when I came back for uh, uh, UFO Festival, we were set, we set up like a little backstage behind the uh, Stellar Coffee House there. And we, we made like a horribly yes. makeshift stage. And it was just like, okay, let's have some fun. And so um, do you... Do you know who uh, Brennan Luscombe is? Have you heard that name? I have heard that name, yeah. 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 Um, hey, he he was in town because he heard I was going to be in town and wanted to do some session work. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so I got him. We set up the stage in the back and we were like, hey, let's just turn this into a legit gig. And this guy was sitting back there yeah, yeah. 
and he was like literally three feet from Brennan while he was playing, asking him questions mid song. And then it just got to a point where he's like, dude, I'm playing a song. <laughs> I'm like, yo, man, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta chill. You gotta let this, let this guy play his music. You know, it, it was really, yeah, yeah. it's, <laughs> I'm like, I've had like, uh, yeah, I had someone fall, fall on me. And then I've, <laughs> and it was, these were all in Montana. And then I had so like, you know, probably the other worst one was like, yeah, someone got within like a several feet of me, but she was a very, very drunk old woman. <laughs> she did not like how loud my music was. And she was like, that like security took her away before she, she had her fist cocked to like punch me while I was singing. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> like her, <laughs> and she was like, she was clearly drunk when she she got into the place. So the fact that they served her more was a little disturbing. But, um, wow, that's so funny. Yeah, that was. That's what's is going on, and I can only yeah. imagine right now it would be way worse. Like if you're in a place where the, something like that happens on a re- semi regular basis, right now would be a hundred times worse. I'm almost willing to bet. Yeah, yeah. So it's I'm I'm happy to to be, be right here or I can't be hit. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So what's, what's the uh, steps moving forward? You're just kind of doing live streams. What's the plans moving forward right now? We're, uh, my plan is really to kind of like focus on the album and, uh, and kind of finishing that. And then um, I'll probably, I'll live stream probably like once a week. Um, And uh, notice you've been doing the Dirks Bentley Right, the Dirk yeah, I did uh, the um, a Dirk's a Day series for I have uh, seventy eight of those out, eighty seven of those out, seventy eight, I believe, yeah. Um, And I, I probably will do a few more of those. I had the um, math planned out to do over a hundred of them, which I, which I could, and probably will plan on doing before the end of the year, but it. I would say like world events seemed a lot more important than me doing a Dirk song a day. Yeah. <laughs> so I cut back on doing it a little bit. Um, but uh, it is something that I've, that was something I've been wanting to do. I, I had that idea pop into my head probably like last year, I believe just because I, he would be the only musician I would be able to do that with because I know his full discography. <laughs> so it's really just a matter of, of uh, uh, transposing the songs to into keys that I can, yeah. I can sing. Yeah. Um, and a lot of his, I can sing as well, but I mean, he's, you know, you know dude, so <laughs> yeah. I want to make it so I can sing it real well. But um, yeah, that's been something that's been really, been really fun to do, but because his, his music is something that I've enjoyed for, since I was at least 19 and uh and yeah I I mean he's the only artist I could do it with because I know all of his songs so it would be like a (laughs) I could probably repeat the series and do the songs better the second time around but um it's it's it was uh when when the pandemic hit it was like perfect this is you know something to keep me occupied and it, it got me learning um at least i knew all the songs but it got me learning how to play them on a guitar yeah. Yeah. Um, 
like on really a daily helped, basis. I noticed it really helped build up a lot of your social media stuff because you were doing, I think you're posting it on Facebook and YouTube and maybe Instagram. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Twitter. Yeah. Like anything I could get it on, nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it really helped, especially with my, uh, I guess you like YouTube presence. I haven't really ever really worked with that mm. in any sort of, seriousness other than like the playlist of my tv performances and the stuff that we've done on live and amplified but having yeah. like a series there was nice yeah 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 so this this is something i wasn't sure if i was going to ask but I, i'm going to just go ahead and ask how's the music scene changed in new mexico like i feel really out of the loop on what's going on out or at least up in albuquerque and santa fe I, you know, I'm not sure how it is in Albuquerque, I guess, because I haven't played there regularly yeah. in a while, but um, I would say it's maybe about the same, okay. like, uh, there, there's been a few venues that have closed, but yeah. uh, it's hard to even answer that question since the pandemic yeah. happened, like, <laughs> I'm like, everything's closed (laughs) is there right now is there any talk (laughs) right now is there any talk about uh places that just aren't going to reopen after the pandemic or you know i know of a couple of breweries i think that uh, that went under but it's as far as i know uh most of them i I don't know of any place that are I think they're also playing it by ear. The places that I've talked to, it's really more or less about safety. Like a lot of those places are struggling to just stay open. So, so to yeah. even like think about booking a live music act is like not even on their top 15. Well, no, that, that's what I was getting at. Are they, are they talking about like their, clo- their doors are closed now and they're just not going to reopen them? I don't know of any place that has closed for forever okay. off the top of my head. Okay. Because yeah. I know a lot of these places were are have been very communicative with me, and mm-hmm. I, I know a, I know a few of them are are as far as I know still doing live music events, mm-hmm. um, which for me is fine if you're doing it safely, uh, etc. But um, there's very few that are doing some live music events. Yeah, um, I- yeah. but like the Los Alamos Summer Concert Series, like they what they did with us and what they're doing with their musicians is, is, you know, I live streamed, um, I was the opener for that series and I'll be playing live on the stage next summer is how, yeah. is how that, yeah. that yeah. works. So, um, yeah, so that's the next big band gig is summer 2021. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. I have, uh, the other, I, the everyone else I know is really just kind of playing it seeing what the regulations are and seeing how it goes with time. Mm-hmm. So I think going forward, I think the live music scene will indefinitely just be changed because yeah. I, I don't think the pandemic's going anywhere. Yeah. Cause I know like <laughs> anytime soon. So, yeah. you know, cause it's so crazy. Like I talked to some, I still, Although I didn't have many connections, I didn't make many connections when I was down in Tallahassee. The few that I did 
were telling me that like some of their big venues just aren't reopening. Like there's yeah. big venues yeah. where they'd bring in maybe not your national touring acts, but like they would bring in like regional or semi famous like if they had a one hit wonder like in the early nineties, they'd maybe come in. Right. That type, you know exactly what type of venue I'm talking about. I do, yes, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not. There's a few of those that aren't reopening, and it's mm. like, yo, it's a college town. That venue every Saturday night, it was like, hey, we've got vanilla ice, or we've got, you know, so you know, they always had somebody coming in. So mm-hmm. that, that's just like, wow, you know. And I know here in Central Texas, like the dance halls like the old mm-hmm. Western dance halls that that's like a big concern right now that those may not even reopen because I guess yeah. that's a pretty seasonal thing anyways. Um, right. Right. So I could see that being, yeah, that would suck. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's really like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of places that are like, it, it just, just struggling to be like, well, maybe we're going to be closed tomorrow. So yeah. So live music isn't like number, you know, yeah. real high on their priority or agenda, but I t- completely understand yeah, that. that um, but a lot of them, the ones that have communicated with me and stuff like that are still um, very supportive of the musicians in and around the, you know, the live music scene locally. So um, my guess would be like once they're able to, they'll have live music back in, in, in some capacity in whatever capacity they're able to do it. But, um, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Are you itching to get back out on the road or are you just kind of enjoying being creative and doing the whole creative thing and playing locally? I, uh, I'm definitely missing the road, but I would say like the, conditions in which I would maybe traveling now might be a little different than in the past so (laughs) it's uh at this point I'm just kind of taking in the time to enjoy uh where I'm at and the time that I have off and be creative and finish the album uh I I you know if if things uh are different this fall I'd love to get back up to Montana and play some shows up there and the, the places I've talked with uh, you know, like they're they're just now kind of facing what we were dealing with in like April or March <laughs> because Montana uh, really was was doing all all right. Like you know, yeah. like and they've just had a surge in cases, and so a lot of these places that I was going to play at are ending up having to cancel on me anyways. Yeah. So it's like if I would have gone up there, I would have been screwed. <laughs> yeah. like, so. Uh, so yeah, I am definitely looking forward to getting uh, back on the road when I can safely, but I am also enjoying the stability of having um, just like the time off to create and um, yeah. do that in a more, in a pretty focused way, yeah? Yeah. as opposed to like, you know, love yeah. and love the road, but it's real hard to like, you know, sit down and yeah. write real focusedly on <laughs> when yeah. you're having to drive yeah. all the time. <laughs> so I got, I got a kind of a funny story for you that I, I think you might appreciate a little bit. So mm-hmm. last summer I went to Montana for the first time. We went up to Kalispell 
And yeah. so um, we, we drove up there, you know, everything was fine. And we film like we stopped in Salt Lake City, Utah for a day. And then we drove through the night, made it up to Kalispell the next day. And, you know, everything was fine. So we filmed all day. We left. I gave my phone to one of the guys. I was like, hey, one of y'all are going to have to drive. I got us down the mountain. Like, we're good. So one of you get us to the highway, take the highway south, and we're good. About five minutes in, my phone died, and they had no idea where we were. And so we drove around Montana for four hours. And it, it was like, yo, why didn't you guys wake me or something? It was like, well, we tried to reset the GPS unit, but nobody has a cell signal in Montana. So <laughs> the GPS wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, start up. And I'm like, well, you do know that we're looking for a highway, whatever the highway was. And he's like... <laughs> Yeah, I knew that. And I was like, you do know that sign says this way to highway, whatever it was. He's like, I didn't see that. And I'm like, <laughs> so we've been circling for four hours and the sign you've been looking for is right in front. So yeah, generally there's like signs that will help you, but it's, it's incredibly easy to get lost. Yeah. <laughs> that I, I use it there and I was, you know, was born and raised there, but yeah. When I, I didn't, when I toured, I started getting more around the state, but like, yeah, the Kalispell area is like the, there's, <laughs> you know, you got Whitefish in Columbia Falls. It's the Tri-Cities, like you're right next to Glacier. Like, yeah, you can get lost. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. It, it was, it was a trip that we do not wish to relive. You yeah. Know, it's a very it, large state. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was just one of those things. Cause I was sitting there, I was like, all right, well, we're going to have to cancel this next day of shooting and this next day of shooting because this just trying to get out of Montana set us back almost two days. And I was just yeah, like, all it's... right, guys, we're, we're done. We're going back to New Mexico. Well, let's just start driving home. And so, and we didn't end up getting cell signal back until we made it to Utah. I think like we drove through Idaho. Oh, wow. And- and everything and no cell signal and i'm like you know i haven't called my mom in four days she probably thinks we're dead right now that route from like through idaho like utah colorado there's a lot of like back roads on that on that (laughs) route that you don't get service on you right it's very pretty it's very pretty but oh i love you break down i love driving through southern utah like going through moab and that entire area that's it's beautiful yeah yeah Yeah. unfortunately we go through like in the early well i guess not unfortunately early morning but you know we don't get to stop in any of the cool places because it's like oh it's 6 a.m nothing's open yet that sucks yeah but yeah um but first off i want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast really appreciate it i was really excited when you reached out to me about it because you know i never know how hard to push because it's just like i know everybody that we've worked with in the past has an idea that we're still doing our thing but it's like okay do they really know how often we're doing the live streams or you know yeah i just never and i I usually yeah and i usually pay attention to it it's more or less like i like to have um something new to 
per, to push or talk about. So I was like, perfect. I actually have something that we've been working on for a very long time. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And so then when you reached out to me, what was it? I think it was just like last weekend, right? It, it, it mm-hmm. this hasn't been in the works that long. And I was just like, no. I've been looking for a reason to get you on the podcast. So I really appreciate it. We're yeah. really close to like you and the Dirk's day where we're shooting to have a hundred podcast shot during the pandemic. And Oh, nice. Awesome. The, the, the way things are going right now, it's just kind of like, we may shoot like 800 of these things. Who knows? Nice. You know? <laughs> but um, I hope not. Like, I hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah. But um, where can everybody find you online? Where can they find you on social media? Where can they find the music video? You know, all that fun stuff. So, so my main site is going to be aaronbentmusic.com. That's my official website. Um, you can uh, check the link to my actual Facebook music page that this is streaming on right now uh, that has access to the music video that you can watch on there. And it's also available on uh, YouTube, which is at uh, youtube.com slash Aaron L. Bent, or there's the links to that on my Facebook page. Um, and it's also posted on uh, Instagram in its entirety. There's several versions on YouTube. There is this version that we streamed on the cast here. And then there's one with the full credit reel on yeah. it as well. So I wasn't yeah. sure which one you wanted me to stream, but I was just like, you know what? We'll go with this one. Cause it's what I had on my, had open on my desktop. So the credit reel. What? Yeah. It's, it's, it has a slightly different ending and then it just has like, you know, a credit reel at the end. Yeah. So <laughs> it would have just been us like staring at names. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Awesome. But um, I want to thank you so much. And I'm actually kind of surprised Bailey hasn't jumped on your lap or something. Although. She's definitely asleep. Yeah. She okay. just, I have a ring. I have a ring light around me and she doesn't, she's, she's not a fan. So. No. Okay. <laughs> hey, at Too least bright you know for she, her. At least you know, she's <laughs> never going to jump in your shop doing that. It's true. That's so. true. She's very, she's very courteous that way. <laughs> Awesome. But uh, once again, I want to thank you so much for jumping on. I want to thank you, ev- thank everybody for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys later. Yeah, thanks for having me.